The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 price. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. You are listening to The Fight Show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can also follow the guys on Patreon. The Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is perfect for the diehard DGEN Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 first prize, plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast, an ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DGENs. There is even a Discord channel, and it's just for patrons. The Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will give out their picks for free, all of their picks for free. The Patreon is a great way, though, to support the network and to fight back against corporate gambling. And to support it, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. If you want to follow one of my two Twitter accounts, the first one is at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. I am, of course, the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast, and we are approaching Futures Season. Futures Season is big for me because all time I hit Futures of one unit and over at 79.8%. I give them out over at my service, which is lockbetting.com. That has delivered 100 
and 21 months in a row of transparent track profit. If you go to the Twitter account at LockBetingX, you'll see the pin tweet is always the PL from the previous month. At the moment, you can see the month of June. When that's replaced with the month of July, the month of June will go to the LockBetting.com site where you can see all of the other previous PLs. I'm a tracked and transparent capper who's been undefeated every single month for a decade, and I have this record in futures, which is why I look so forward to futures season. And on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, over the next few weeks, we're going to be delivering futures show for the EPL, for La Liga, for Serie A and the Bundesliga as well as well as posting our futures plays for the season over at lockbetting.com, which will be followed by the NFL futures for the NFL season. And we have been red hot for the last two years. So I love this time of year. If you want to get involved, do yourself a favour and check out lockbetting.com. Follow the Twitter account at lockbettingx. Or if you just want the soccer content, make sure you're subscribed to the Soccer Gambling Podcast so you never miss a show. And follow the Twitter account at SGPSoccer. That's at SGPSoccer. Because at the moment the pin tweet on at SGP soccer is free entry to the fantasy premier league tournament and we have leveled up our prizes for the SGPN mini league this season instead of just winning vouchers or cash you can win a signed top of your choice you can choose from Marcus Rashford Bill Foden or Sadio Mane these are player version shirts signed by the players and there is proof for every single shirt second place prize will be a trading card signed by either Van Dijk, Harry Kane or Bruno Fernandes. Third prize is the $100 SGPN gift voucher. And fourth prize is a football for, for any football shirt, any classic football shirt of your choice. If you're not interested in signed memorabilia and don't want any of the first two prizes, they can be exchanged for an SGPN gift voucher as well if you are in the US. So I advise you to get on that because that's a free-to-enter competition. We are just giving you this shit for free. So once again, check out the pin tweet at SGP Soccer to enter Fantasy Premier League this season and check out the pin tweet on the Twitter account at LockBettingX in order to do your due diligence for the LockBetting.com service. So moving on with why we are here and that is to talk about tonight's fight as Jake Paul returns to the ring to take on Nate Diaz. This is going to be a huge fight. Unfortunately for me, it runs head-to-head with WWE SummerSlam. There is already an episode of the fight show out for that. And that's also unfortunate for Jake Paul's brother, Logan Paul, because he is wrestling at SummerSlam. But he has said that he is going to attempt to wrestle his match in Detroit. And he's obviously requested that he go on first. So he's going to try to wrestle in Detroit. He's going to try and be in the first match. And he's going to try and board a private plane from Detroit to Texas to be in his brother's corner. That is a hefty and almost impossible undertaking. And it'll be very, very interesting to see if Logan Paul turns up. I'm actually more interested in that than I am in the fight. And I'm very interested in the fight. But I'm just trying to see if it's possible for somebody to be on the WWE card, which starts at 8pm Eastern time, if you can wrestle on that card, get in a private jet, and get to his brother's fight, which is going to go off around about 11 p.m. Eastern time. Can you get a private jet from Detroit to Texas in three hours and be in a wrestling ring and suddenly be in a plane and get from one plane to another plane and get into your brother's corner? Can it be done? We will find out tonight and we will also find out who is the better man in the boxing ring between Jake Paul and Nate Diaz. So let's move on to looking at the odds for this fight. 
where you'll see that Jake Paul is the overwhelming favourite to bounce back here and pick up a win after his loss against Tommy Fury. Jake Paul is the 1-3, to three, minus 300 favourite, with Nate Diaz priced up at 3-1. to one. The draw is available here at 10-1. to one. Jake Paul via TKO KO is an even money shot, whilst Jake Paul via decision is at 3-1. to one. Nate Diaz is at 5-1 to one to win by a KO TKO, and he's at 6-1 to one to get it done via a decision. This is a 10-round fight, and the group round markets see Jake Paul at 11-4 to win in the first five rounds, and also at 11-4 to win in rounds 6-10. to 10. Nate Diaz, meanwhile, is at one of, is uh, at twelve to one to win in rounds one to five, and at ten to one to win in rounds six to ten. Fight to go the distance, yes, at two to one, and no is available at two to five. So they really do think this one is going to finish inside the distance. Before I analyse how I think this fight's going to go, let me quickly tell you we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season is right around the corner and Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and it's still available in a ton of markets. Plus, you have plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contests and of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4 where first place gets $3 million. To get involved, head over to underdogfantasy.com, use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com and your promo code SGPN. For me, this isn't really a difficult fight to call. Jake Paul is a cash cow and he can't really take another loss. And I think he's gone back to strategically picking his opponents, opponents who can sell a fight. And I actually think that Nate Diaz can sell a fight a lot better than Ben Askarin or Tyron Woodley could. Whilst not really being in too much danger, I don't think Nate Diaz is going to knock out Jake Paul here. So, your only real danger here for Jake Paul when you're hand-picking MMA opponents that you know that you can outbox to a certain extent or maybe even potentially knock out is the fact that can they outwork you? Can they come here and just put out a higher work rate than you and just outwork you in the cardio department? For me, Jake Paul still isn't a boxer. He still makes a lot of beginner mistakes, especially when it comes with dealing with pressure and volume. And if this fight happened maybe five years ago, even if Jake Paul had had all the training he's had, I wouldn't hesitate to pick Nate in this matchup. But in 2023, I do think this is uh, one last payout here for Diaz, even though he could always go and have that third fight with Connor. I do think this is possibly one of his last big payouts. He's removed from his prime and his trademark cardio that I mentioned that could be a danger and that durability isn't really the same. I think he's going to struggle to beat someone that's a lot bigger and stronger than him, which is why he's been handpicked for all the skill deficiencies that he still has. Paul has legit power. He's in great shape. He has the benefit of having um, high-level training from high-level coaches. There's a lot of money invested in him. And um, I think that he's going to end up getting the knockout here. Nothing about any of the conversations, training footages of their careers in general has filled me with confidence to tell confidence to pick Nate Diaz in a boxing match here with an opponent who has been boxing 
for the last couple of years. It's always going to be in good shape and he's always going to be prepared. Now, this this isn't a case of Jake Paul being God's gift to boxing. He's operating at a baseline level here and has baseline competency. That's one thing I want to make clear. I am a fan of Jake Paul. I'm a fan of what he's doing. I'm a fan of the Paul brothers. I'm a fan of the eyes that they're bringing in. But this is the level he's going to continue to fire. These people that are complaining that he doesn't fight real boxers and whatnot are wasting their time. And the fact that he did go in there with, with Tommy Fury and, and only really marginally lost, and he was the only one to score a knockdown in that fight, kind of impressed me. Uh, and I actually thought that Jake Paul would win the fight because I wasn't impressed with anything Tommy Fury had done so far, and especially with the list of opponents that, that he had. You had two guys who were going into that fight having faced tomato cans. So whilst one was labelled a boxer and one was labelled a YouTube boxer, so there wasn't really too much in it, other than the fact that Fury had that Fury lineage. And you know that uh, John Fury probably had him boxing from the age of five, although he's nowhere near the level of Tyson. It was enough to win the fight against Jake Paul, who's only been doing this for a few years. But ultimately, I think it's clear that he's putting in a lot of work to get better all of the time. He's steadily improving and he is hand-picking opponents, which is why Diaz is here. Diaz is going to be banking on the idea that he spent a lot of time sparring without any intention of actually really being in a boxing match. His sparring was essentially to get him through UFC fights. You needed to be able to box. You needed to be a competent stand-up and that's what he is. But Jake Paul at this level, is above competent. He's competent enough, definitely, to win this fight. Um, And I think he's a level above Nate Diaz in a boxing ring. So I'm not sure if Nate Diaz is going to be ready for this on the night. He's ultimately here to get paid. I don't think he knows if he can beat Jake Paul in a boxing match. And I don't think that he's interested in finding out. I think he's going to realise that he's in there with a better boxer. I think once it gets to that point, there's a very big possibility that Nate will ultimately decide that he doesn't want to get knocked out with this YouTuber and do irreparable damage to his reputation. So we may even see him stinking up the ring, stinking up the joint and passively holding, trying to get through to the final bell. Jake is a one-trick pony here. Um, he doesn't have the ability yet to work himself into range. So this could be a prolonged staring match with Jake looking for the big shot that he wants to land in order to emphatically bounce back and restore his reputation. Um, Diaz might land some pot shots, but I don't think there's going to be enough commitment behind him to to trouble Paul. So I would get ready here for either a unanimous points decision for Jake Paul or a late stoppage. As for making a pick, now in the UK, a lot of books, we have the double chance option where you can have Jake Paul in rounds one to five or points or Jake Paul in rounds six to 10 or points. I'm going to lean towards the latter. I don't think Paul gets Diaz out of there in the first five rounds because Diaz won't let it happen. But once eventually he's taken enough damage, there is a possibility that Jake Paul could get him out of there in the later rounds. But we'll have the cover of the decision here with this play. Both selections are available at even money plus 100. If you don't have them, then quite simply take two separate bets. Take the group round market at six to ten and... um, of, of, uh, take the group round market of Jake Paul in round six to ten, sorry, which is available around about three to one, and also take Jake Paul via decision at three to one. So yeah, if you have two three to one selections, that's pretty much the same thing 
as having one selection on Jake Paul in the double chance market. It adds up to exactly the same. If you had 50 on both on two selections at three to one, you can only win one. So ultimately your return is going to be £200 either way. So for a £100 investment, you're exactly level with what you would do if you do have the double chance market option. In fact, given the fact that I don't want people unnecessarily shopping around for something that their book may or may may not have, that's what I'd recommend doing. So once again, your lock here for the show will be to take Jake Paul in rounds six to 10 or Jake Paul via decision with both selections available at even money plus 100. Take half a unit on both and you will end up getting the price of even money plus 100. So you'll get a hundred pound or hundred dollar profit for your 100 pound or 100 dollar bet. That's it for me in this edition of The Fight Show, but don't forget to check out all of my additional content. There is another episode of The Fight Show available at the moment covering WWE SummerSlam. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, we are approaching future season. We're going to be dropping future shows for the EPL, the Bundesliga, Serie A and the Liga, all available on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. And so make sure you're subscribed to the feed. And next weekend, the real stuff starts. The EPL is back. So we will have the EPL show where we'll be looking at match day one. So, so much content to come. Make sure, please make sure you're subscribe to the Soccer Gambling Podcast so you never miss a show and make sure to check out the at SGP Soccer Twitter feed to sign up for the Fantasy Premier League. There's also a Fantasy Premier League preview podcast currently available on the Soccer Gambling Podcast feed. I literally just did my close but as I was doing it breaking news has emerged that the fight between Anthony Joshua and Dillian White has been cancelled due to a failed drug test by Dillian White. So that was a fight that we were going to cover on the fight show. It was happening on August the 12th, but now it is no longer happening because an anti-doping test has been failed by Dillian White. This is the second Eddie Hearn fighter who has failed a test. The other one was Conor Ben. And now we have Dillian White failing. And it's interesting now where this leaves AJ because AJ desperately wanted this fight before the um, Dante Wilder fight because he was heavily criticised for his last performance coming off the back of two defeats against Alexander Usyk. And many people have been criticising AJ. AJ has been responding to those critics verbally and he wanted to get this impressive win against this big rival, Dylan White. Dylan White, who's taken him to the limit previously. The two are tied at one and one after Dillian White won in the amateurs and Anthony Joshua won when they fought as pros, getting a seventh round stoppage. But that was the first time in his professional career where AJ was rocked. So it's very, very disappointing to have this fight cancelled. Matchroom said in a statement today, Today, the Voluntary Anti-Doping Association, VADA, informed Matchroom, the Association of Boxing Commissions and the British Boxing Board of Control that Dillian White had returned adverse analytical findings as part of random anti-doping protocol. In light of this news, the fight will be cancelled and a full investigation will be conducted. Further information on the event will follow. Now, I have no further information because I'm literally just hearing this seconds ago. This show was ready to go out. And then, obviously, I got this news, so I thought I would add it on there because it's massively relevant and has a massive impact on the heavyweight division. This division just cannot catch a break. You've got the Saudis controlling this division 
based on the fact that they can pay out the highest amount for big fights and the fighters are not fighting anywhere else. They're not making the matchups. We haven't got the unification with Usyk and Fury. Instead, we've got Usyk taking a fight against Daniel Dubois. We've got Tyson Fury pissing around with an MMA fighter. He's fighting Francis Ngannou instead of fighting an actual boxer. Anthony Joshua's taking tune-up fights before he goes in there with Dante Wilder. And Dante Wilder hasn't fought in ages and couldn't get the fight organised with Andy Ruiz. So, this is an absolute mess. This is another embarrassment for the heavyweight division. This looks like another year where we don't see any relevant fights made and people are starting to get sick of it. They're starting to get sick of Tyson Fury retiring and unretiring and making announcements and saying that he's going to have the biggest blockbuster fight of all time. And then it's against Francis Ngannou, who hasn't even fought ever in a boxing ring and this is a complete mismatch it's a complete farce it's an exhibition they want to criticize youtube fighters people want to criticize youtube fighters for coming in, in into the game we spoke at the top of this podcast about jake paul and nate diaz that's why we're here to preview that fight but jake paul yeah he may be fighting mma fighters but he's fighting all the time he, he's fighting regularly and he's putting people into seats. He's selling pay-per-views. He's gone back to fighting Nate Diaz. But last time he did step into the ring with Tommy Fury, which was a big step up. People asked him to fight a real boxer and he did. He could have taken an easier fight. He could have taken the so-called real boxers that Tommy Fury beat. He could have taken Journeyman. He could be knocking out Journeyman on a, on a monthly basis if he wanted to. But instead he's going down this um, route of fighting established and well-known MMA guys. And obviously that has monetary benefits, but it does lead to critics. But as I said, he went in there with Tommy Fury. He could be taking easier boxing matches, but for a lot less money. But he's decided not to do that. But instead, you've got people throwing stones from their glass houses, standing up for real boxing. Well, the top division in boxing historically has been the heavyweight division. That's where Muhammad Ali fought. That's where Mike Tyson fought. That's where Lennox Lewis fought. And that's where these guys are not stepping into the ring with each other. And we have another farcical situation here today with this fight being cancelled. So that's your breaking news. AJ and Dillian White has been cancelled. That's it for me and this edition of The Fight Show. Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.